Welcome into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula, registered investment advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thanks for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. And myself, my name is Chris Spawn. Here's how you reach out. 419-794-3030 is the number. 419-794-3030 online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Whether you are a long time, uh, you've been with us for a while or you're tuning in for the first time, we really do appreciate you taking the time. Nolan and Scott, appreciate you guys taking the time as well. Nolan, welcome back, by the way. How are you guys doing today? We are doing great. Like uh, I think everybody else here in Northwest Ohio, just trying to get through uh, some cold weather. And uh, I guess I can have a little bit of snow, but I'm not a too big of a snow fan. So I was able to get away out of town a little bit and good to be back and in the hot seat, as they say. So, yeah, you know, so um, I've got the gray beard going. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, in tribute to my dad who uh, had a Santa Claus beard or if it's just (laughs) to keep some fur on my face to keep me warm. It's uh, cold here, and I know you got back from, um, uh, what, Jamaica and uh, Florida, and I know it was uh, in the 80s there, but it's cold here, uh, but we're doing very well. Well, good. Glad to hear it. It is a little different from the warmer temperatures, and again, just a reminder, in retirement, it's not always going to be sunny and 70. You're going to have your cold days. You're going to have your rainy days, so you want to go and have a plan together for it, and that's what the show is here for, to get you thinking more seriously about it. On today's show, we're going to talk about the importance of rebalancing your accounts, when and how often should that be done. We're going to tackle the A-word, annuities. Are they good, bad, or somewhere in between? But first, here we are just weeks into 2022, and it's so hard to read the economy. The stock market continues its sharp ups and downs as it reacts to inflation and the likelihood of interest rate hikes by the Fed. And who knows how the next chapter of the pandemic is going to read. Uh, U.S. Bank Chief Economist Tendai Kapfizi tells Yahoo Finance, well, honestly, it's a pretty tough call. last two years have really taught all of us a lot of things can change and change very rapidly. And, you know, you, you just have to look at, you know, the Fed itself to see how rapidly things change and the way that the Fed speakers are now addressing the economy versus, you know, just three, four months ago. So in three, four months, again, going forward, I mean, who knows where we could be? So, uh, but there's a lot of risk and uncertainty to that outlook. And uh, that's kind of what I'm trying to emphasize. And again, that's coming from a chief economist, a quote unquote expert. Uh, have you guys been getting a lot of calls from concerned clients who hear all this confusion? And if so, what are you telling them? Well, I think there's a lot to be said about, uh, you know, what we're seeing right now in the markets. It's things that we've been talking about on the radio, you know, for quite some time. Last year was a good year. We've had a lot of great years in a row that the market's been very cooperative. And, you know, as markets continue to reach record highs, volatility is something that uh, is normal. You know, if we look at January, there's an old saying in our industry. It says, as January goes, so goes the year. So for those of you that are listening that maybe uh, were a little bit concerned or are still feeling a little bit concerned about, you know, the recent volatility that we've had in the stock market, you know, can be uh, hopefully today a good show for you to take some notes and write some tips down and get some ideas to make sure that you feel comfortable going into, you know, where we're at with the markets and the economy and make sure that you're planned and prepared for, you know, what be, be coming ahead. 
Uh, but even if we look at it just the other day on you know Monday, when I come back and uh, I think the morning the market opened up over 400 points down by lunchtime, it was down you know over 1,100 points at one point. And then by the end of the day on last Monday, the market actually ended positive. So you, you do see some big wild swings. So some advice that I would give to you, our listeners. First of all, we've been through this before. Volatility is not something that you know, is new. In fact, if you look at drops in, say, the NASDAQ, 10% drops are normal on average once every two years. A 20% drop in the NASDAQ is uh, normal uh, once every four years. So it can be scary, but it, if you take and you step back out of it for a little bit, it actually can create opportunities. In fact, if I go back to the phone calls I got this week, not one client that uh, I can think of or call that I had was a concern call. Mm. Uh, a couple of the calls that I had were, you know, what should we buy? You know, <laughs> where are the opportunities yeah, at? Yeah, right. And the market did create some opportunities that are out there. So I don't know, you know, if you have any thoughts about the markets. Uh, I know I handle a lot of that too, Scott. But any thoughts that you have about, you know, what's been going on? I know that you and I actually had a conversation uh, on Monday when you were asking about the markets when we were having sure. our Monday morning meeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm in a different boat than obviously you are, you know, turning 60 here in a couple of weeks. And, you know, I'm it, most people look at retiring at 65 or, or their plans are that I'm uh, I'm looking to go to at least 70, you know, rest assured to all my clients, I'll be around for at least another 10 years. But, you know, for me, it was a concern because I see the volatility and the ups and downs and the uncertainty out there. And I'm like, OK, so Nolan, what should I be doing at my stage of life and investment? You know, I don't have, uh, you know, 20 years to reinvest should things really take a turn for the uh, downside. And, um, you know, the nice thing was you, you gave me information. You told me uh, here's what we've got in place. You know, the circuit breakers are in place and things like that for me. And, and I know that you do that for all of your clients, but it's scary even people that are in the business like you and I, it's scary for a guy like me to look at this and say, man, I just don't know what's going on. It's comforting to know that I've got you in my corner to help out with that. And that's obviously what we do here in America's retirement headquarters. Yeah. So I think, you know, a big takeaway is communication first and foremost is Absolutely. a two way street. You know, if you have questions, whether you're working with us, you have another financial advisor, or even if you're a do it yourselfer and just want to get a second opinion, you know, talk to a professional that can kind of help guide you. Uh, listening to the news can really drive you insane because, mm -hmm. you know, in the morning, it might be an article about today's the worst day ever to be invested. And by the end of the day, again, the markets are positive. And, you know, market predictions are often very difficult. So when you're talking about the communication and you're working with a professional, I think the first thing that you need to understand is what is the methodology or what is the philosophy within the plan? So as an example, one of our flagship portfolios called our King's model, we have about 60% of the portfolio in strategic asset allocation saying that over time, we believe the markets will go up. And then we use about 40% of the portfolio in more tactical, which means we have the ability to look at market conditions and be adaptive and make changes. So as risk gets elevated, then what we can do is put more protection in place. One of the things that we like right now within the King's model that we've used 
is a hedging equity strategy. So a lot of people may not be familiar with this. I'd be happy to share with you uh, how we do it. But essentially what we do is we use a portfolio that focuses on the likelihood is the market's going to continue to perform well. So we're optimistic with that portion of the portfolio. And then what we do is we take a portion of the portfolio and it's invested into a strategy that says if and when the markets go down mm -hmm. and we have some type of like black swan event, we're able to put losses to another investor. And there's also strategies that would, you know, buffer some of the losses and allow you to, you know, eliminate, uh, you know, 15 or 10 or even 25% of the losses. So it is a way to be able to add some downside protection into the portfolio to kind of hedge it. The second thing beyond understanding your methodology is to also understand, you know, what stocks you actually own. So in like a couple of our portfolios, one of the things that we like is we like daily essential companies. So daily essentials are the things that people are using every single day. So again, if we go back to looking at January being a volatile month, you know, I still got up in the morning and, and I brushed my teeth and I used, <laughs> you know, toothpaste, sure. right? Yep. I put on mm -hmm. my Hanes underwear and I got dressed up and went to the breakfast table and had my cereal and got all of my supplies that I got from the local grocery store. So, you know, when you own daily essential companies, regardless of the market being up or down, these are companies that are probably going to be here for quite some time. In a couple of our other models, the things that we really like right now are investing in companies that are in a good financial position. So we like companies that have high cash positions and low debt. So when you peel back and look at the layers of the investments that you own, I think you want to be able to take a look at understanding exactly what you own. Then, you know, you really want to kind of line all that up with, you know, how it matches up with what your risk score is. We use some software where we develop investment policy statements for clients. And what it does is it gives us you know, probable ranges of returns of what the outcomes of the portfolio could be. And, and then we could stress test it in different environments. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if the market did have a major downturn, what does it look like? So again, while the markets are doing good overall for the last year, you know, it's a good time to kind of evaluate where things are at and be able to kind of take a look at your positions. Nolan, I do have a question with that. I actually heard on the radio this morning um, a phrase called shrinkflation. And they explained what shrinkflation was, and I'm like, holy cow, that makes perfect sense. So obviously with inflation the way it is today, like you said, your daily essentials, you know, you go to some of these stores and you don't find any of the daily essentials on there. How does that impact these companies and, um, you know, their valuations with the products are either flying off the shelves as soon as they come in or they can't get them? But they explained shrinkflation and they were talking about cereal. What these companies are doing now is they're actually reducing the amount that you're actually getting in the box. Like cereal, it might be an ounce. And they said, well, one ounce is equivalent to a, a one bowl of cereal. So you're paying the same price. So the companies, these you know, grocery stores and these companies are charging the same price, but they're lowering how much you're actually getting. A lot of people don't even realize that, don't even see it. They just go there and grab it off the shelf and away they go. But as you talk about the daily essentials, I just wonder how does inflation impact these companies when their products aren't on the shelves? 
Well, there's definitely been you know some issues with supply chains. I mean, another perfect example is. Uh, like chicken wings. I love chicken wings and yeah. I probably eat them too much, but you know, there's been a, a big shortage of those. And if you look at the price of being able to buy those, mm -hmm. it does get more expensive. And I would agree, maybe if you go to the, the big uh, store and usually buy a, a, a roughly 50 bag, maybe they're now down to 40. And that's one of the yep. ways that they're dealing with the shrinkflation that you're talking about. I think the big issue here is more so how it impacts certain folks. Like for me working, you know, I'm still in my income producing right. years. It's not to say that I want to pay more or get less when I go to the grocery store. But the biggest impact is probably those people that are in retirement time that are more on fixed income. Mm -hmm. They have to be careful in, in those categories. When you're looking at stocks and we look at like grocery store retailers as an example, you know, we're trying to take a look at it from a balance sheet perspective. So again, we're looking at, you know, how much financial strength does the company have with their balance sheets with cash on hand and low mm -hmm. debt? Uh, there's a website, if you haven't looked at um, Morningstar.com. Morningstar does a really good job. They have a free version that you can go in and you can type in whether it's a stock or a mutual fund and get a lot of information about it. I have a paid for edition of Morningstar. And one of the things that it does is it gives us a fair value. Uh, using the fair value can be also another way, whether it's looking at a grocery store or whether it's looking at one of your stocks that you have to determine, you know, are you, according to Morningstar, being able to buy something at what they consider to be a discount at fair price or overpaying. And one of the things that we do is our investment committee meeting, you know, we really want to be careful about trying not to overpay too much for the investments that we have. So as the fair value drifts higher than say 50%, you know, that might be a reason why you'd want to look at, at some other alternatives. When you're looking at it and you're drilling it even deeper and you're looking at the impact of inflation and what inflation has historically done and what sectors has it historically done, it had the biggest impact on high growth type companies. And if you look at the month of January, when you think of uh, high growth companies, we typically think of things like the NASDAQ. That's really been the area that has been the most impacted because you know, as inflation goes higher, it's slowing things down. So it makes sense that it would slow down some of those growth oriented companies and be able to have kind of a pullback over there. And, you know, the the small growth category over the last year, according to Morningstar, their market barometer has been the biggest impacted area. In fact, uh, over the last year, as of the date of this recording, the small growth area is now negative in mm -hmm. the last year, where all the other sectors that are out there and the style boxes remain positive. So hopefully that helps answer sure. the question as far as where do you look and what mm -hmm. sectors and daily essential companies have historically been more defensive. So as market volatility increases, daily essentials have also been more defensive as well. You said a word there, uh, Nolan, and I want to focus back on it, value, uh, being able to determine the value of things. I think people out there, they know what their utilities are coming in, you know, month in and month out and mm -hmm. uh, how much they pay for entertainment and you know, whenever Netflix goes up, you, you take a look, you go, well, is that still worth it to me? If it goes up a dollar here and there, uh, a lot of people, it's still of value to them. So they continue to pay that. But when it comes to their investments, uh, it can be trickier to assess the actual value if it is overvalued or not. And that's where, you know, Morningstar comes in handy. That is where having a team on your side, like America's retirement headquarters, like the retirement guys formula, America's Medicare Associates really comes in handy. Understanding what you own. If you're concerned with market performance and your advisor uh, has been, well, less than present 
uh, hasn't really been proactive in speaking with you, maybe give a call to America's Retirement Headquarters, speak with them, and start developing that strategy so that when the market does fluctuate, you can do like current clients do and look at it as a growth opportunity rather than doom and gloom. 419-794-3030 is the number. That's how you get started. 419-794-3030. Now, rebalancing is the process of looking at your portfolio assets and determining if the allocations have drifted away from your financial goals, kind of going back to that value aspect. Morningstar's Amy Arnott says it's especially important when it comes to older investors. So if you're approaching retirement age or already in retirement, you probably want to keep a pretty close eye on your portfolio allocations and make sure they haven't drifted too far away from the target levels that you have in mind. And the reason behind that is what we've called sequence of returns risk, which is the risk that your portfolio goes down right before you need to start tapping into it for retirement income. Now, mind you, I don't speak to as many pre-retirees and retirees as you guys do, but I can't imagine a lot of them go, I want to keep a watchful eye on my allocations and and see how they're doing and rebalance. Uh, It could be a daunting task if you're doing it alone. I'm sure there are people out there who want to, but for the most part, I would assume not a lot of them. So doing it by yourself can be tricky, but that is something that you guys do. It's in your wheelhouse, right? How often should somebody re-examine their allocations? Well, I would tell you that, you know, next month in February will be the 27th uh, anniversary of me being in the financial services business. So, you know, we've seen these type of environments happen. I've been through 2008, I've been through 2000. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's really interesting is there's a lot of folks that, you know, have forgot about 2008. Mm-hmm. They forgot that those type of environments happen, which is why it becomes so important to rebalance. And just as they were talking about there, it becomes even more important to take a look at it for folks that are close to or in retirement time. The sequence of returns risk is such an important risk to take a look at. In fact, I developed a calculator that we utilize when we're looking at sequence of returns. So in traditional asset allocation, what they're looking at is what is the mixture between stocks and bonds? And so the thought process in the traditional asset allocation approach would say that you know, as you get older or less risky, you want to put more money into bonds and less money into stocks. Well, that approach that was created decades ago, and we flash forward today, today we live in a world that, you know, bond interest rates are so darn low. You know, if you really increase a dramatic position in your portfolio into bond funds, you know, you may not have much of an opportunity. There at the same time, if you have too much money into the stock market right before or right after you retire and the market has a major downturn, you may not have the luxury of time to recover from those type of losses. So what we do in our approach and how we're a little bit unique is through our independent income system is we try to develop different buckets of money that are designed for different time frames. When we're thinking about when to rebalance, I would tell investors to rebalance, you know, really maybe every six months. If you have a solid portfolio and you understand what it is, you don't need to be looking at it on a regular basis and you don't need to be making changes on a regular basis. Maybe every six months would make sense. The other time you may want to consider rebalancing is when markets reach certain points. So one of the things that we have in one of our strategies is when the market is 10% above a moving average would be a time that historically we take and look to remove some profits from the market to try to protect them. The same would be true, you know, if you're brave enough and when the markets pull down and have a downturn, those are the times that you want to 
increase your allocation and buy equities because again, we've been through this before and what history would say is if you buy low, you have a good opportunity that as the rebound happens, you'll you'll get higher. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting though, it's only in the stock market that I can think of that investors don't don't work that way. You know, when we think about whether we want to buy uh, items back at the grocery sure. store or whether mm -hmm. we want to buy, you know, clothes, we always want to buy things that are on sale and discounted prices. We want to use coupons. You know, but the stock market, when the markets go down, that's when people want to try to sell. And when prices are high, they tend to chase those results, which history has proved that can be very, very dangerous to do. So again, rebalance when market conditions exceed a predetermined level, either on the up or down. And also you could rebalance uh, on a set time schedule, say every six months or every 12 months. I think that's what I was doing uh, in our meeting the other day was I was, I was checking with you to kind of make sure I was doing the proper rebalancing of my accounts. Um, you know, like we've said many, many times, you know, when you get 62 to 65 years old, you're getting close to that retirement age and you got to make sure that what you're doing during that period, we've, you know, we said before, you need an advisor that's going to get you to retirement and then you need to change gears to get through retirement. And I think that's very important. And again, that's the difference between the accumulation phase and the distribution phase, the retention phase. And that's why this show is called America's Retirement Headquarters. That's why it is the Retirement Guys formula, because this is the next chapter of your life. You want to make sure that the money uh, lasts and th the plan is, is solid and you don't have to worry about unretiring, because I think that's also something that nobody out there really wants to do. Give a call, schedule a time, speak with America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030, or go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com. You can learn more about the independent income system right there at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, one of the most misunderstood planning tools in retirement, I think, is the annuity. And I'm guessing we've got people listening right now who have questions about how they work, but maybe they're a little, little hesitant to reach out. So I was wondering, as, as we uh, wrap up the show here, if you might take a couple of the most common questions that people ask and answer them for us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing I would say is there's no Swiss Army knife approach when it comes to investing. Uh, there's a lot of people that do Google searches that would say annuities are the worst thing ever and they want you to put all your money in the stock market. There's also, you know, certain agents or insurance people that should say and want you to put all your money in annuities. Annuities are a good tool if used correctly. And what I think oftentimes people do is they lump annuities into this all-encompassing bucket. It's like saying stocks are good or bad. Mm -hmm. There's good and bad stocks that are out there. We can break down annuities into I would say the three most common that are out there would be called variable annuities, mm -hmm. fixed index annuities, and a fixed annuity. So a fixed annuity is very simple. It pays you a fixed rate of return for a set period of time. This would be most commonly used as an alternative to like, you know, a bank account or some other fixed account where you're trying to earn a little bit more interest. You know exactly what your interest rate is and how long it's going to be paid. It's pretty, you know, straight, simple, and to the point. On the flip end of the scale, you have something called a variable annuity, which has been an extremely popular product that's been sold by, uh, in my opinion, a lot of salespeople using variable annuities. What a variable annuity means is the markets can go up and down and the account value will go up and down. You're usually adding on some type of rider, like an income rider or a death benefit rider. So in my opinion, oftentimes variable annuities 
are one of the more expensive financial products that are out there, uh, which is why we have historically not used a lot of variable annuities except in selective situations. Income is probably one of the primary objectives for somebody in retirement, right? They want to generate income. Sure. And if somebody is worried about the stock market, but they want to have some protection that says, you know, if the market you know, doesn't work out the way that they want and they want to have an income protection, that's where somebody would look at some type of income guarantee. You know, you think about when's the best time to buy insurance. It's, well, before you have a car accident, yeah. mm-hmm. before your house catches on fire. Right. Yep. So with the markets at a record high, I would say there there could be reasons to reevaluate, you know, having an income rider and some protections while the markets are at record high. And the third category is the indexed annuities, probably one of my, you know, favorite uh, vehicles to use within the annuity product space. What a fixed index annuity does is it allows an investor to participate in a percentage of the market gains if the market goes up, but be protected against losses if and when the market goes down. So we would oftentimes use this as an alternative to like traditional bond funds or some of the lower interest rate fixed income investments that are out there, giving the investor much more opportunity to participate in growth while having the safety of principle of, of the portfolio to not go down. And what you'd find in a lot of these accounts is, uh, you know, they don't have those high expense ratios like what you'd find in variable annuities. So can be a product to consider. And again, you know, when you're considering where you're at in retirement time in this world, in this environment, you know, with today's topics of looking at rebalancing, making sure that you understand what you own and understand your methodology, again, as January goes, so does the year go. And as January's gone, it's been kind of a wild ride so far. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's listening, if January's got you a little bit nervous, we'd love to talk. That's what we're here for. So if you're a client, please get on our schedule. I'd also like to make sure that I invite you out to our economic summit that's coming up. Our economic summit is going to be an incredible event. It's the Beatles Love event on March 8th. And that's going to be held at the Hilton Garden Inn. Uh, mm-hmm. Reservations are required, so everybody can get details on that and register online at our website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. And also, you could just text LOVE to 419-909-3828, and we'll send you an RSVP link that you can sign up for that event, too. So we've got a lot of great things coming up, and we're happy to always educate you about today's environments and today's markets so you can make smart, educated decisions about what to do with your money in today's kind of crazy world that we live in. So again, if you have questions about things that we talked about on this week's show or things that we didn't get to that you're still curious about, it's really easy. Go to americasretirementheadquarters.com or give a call, 419-794-3030. We appreciate you joining us this week, as we always do, taking a little bit of time out of your week to spend with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Nolan and Scott, glad to be with you guys again, as always. And uh, as we wrap up, I'm going to leave you with the final word. Well, I'd say uh, retirement is the world's longest coffee break. So enjoy your coffee. (laughs) America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussion not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, 
policy may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.